Live from the WTAD studios in the Lincoln Douglas Building in downtown Quincy, it's time to pull up a chair and assemble today's WTAD News Roundtable. Morning. I do not see. I don't see any snow yet, gentlemen. Can I go home early? You are uh, well. No, we have some things we have to do uh, oh, today, that's sir. That's right. Um, and one of them, I believe, you were kind of excited about. Uh, so no, you can't leave early. Uh, at, at least not at this juncture. There's still stuff uh, that needs to be done. And Springfield hasn't put forward a bill. Uh, to mandate that we have somebody to cover for you if you do leave early. Uh, but give it time. Perhaps somebody will come up with an idea like that. Yesterday we were talking about additional taxes and situations uh, where uh, we may end up paying more uh, at the pump and uh, for uh, our means of transportation as to uh, handle infrastructure. Of course, uh, here in Illinois, uh, we have the uh, $45 billion infrastructure plan that got put in place last year by Governor Pritzker. You had the gas tax double. You had fees uh, being raised on many things out there. And then after the show, I was reminded, so I was reminded during the show, uh, but then after the show, I was reminded a couple of more times uh, by listeners of the proposed legislation that would uh, mandate that you can't pump your own gas here in the land of Lincoln and that uh, convenience stores, gas stations have people on staff to do that pumping for you. Ironically, I got into a conversation with somebody about this last week or the week before uh, that there is a state uh, that does this. And I believe at the time I said Maryland. It's New Jersey. Uh, but please, there's something in the air. Uh, right now that's uh, got us uh, tuned in uh, rhythmically, which we're, rhythmically with what's happening uh, in the minds of legislators. So we'll talk about the piece of legislation, House Bill 4571, which has been uh, resoundingly laughed at and rebuked across the state, uh, and the backtracking on it has already begun. But we'll talk about that and what it what it implies uh, from Springfield and uh, those who are representing us there. So we'll get into that on the back half of the show. But first things first, we heard school cancellations just a matter of minutes ago at the top of the hour. Has that been added to, Scott Hardy, for actually, WTAD Newsroom? Actually, yes, it has. Thank you, Quade. Good morning, everybody. We'll go over them again to make sure, in case you didn't hear, area schools are starting to announce early dismissal times today due to the winter weather, including the Quincy Public Schools. Superintendent Roy Webb says Quincy High lets out at 1225, Quincy Junior High at 1241, and all elementary schools at 115. All preschool and afternoon school child care classes also canceled. 
Quincy's Catholic schools dismissing two hours early due to the weather. QND students will be dismissed at 1218. Elementary schools will notify parents of each dismissal time. Hannibal School District dismissing early. Hannibal High and the Career and Technical Center dismissing at 1130. No afternoon classes. Hannibal Middle School at 1155. All Hannibal Elementary Schools at 1215. Early Childhood Center already dismissed at 10 a.m. with no afternoon classes. Other area schools dismissing early include Payson, where the high school dismisses at 1, the grade school at 110. No afternoon pre-K and all evening activities canceled there. Liberty schools letting out at 1230. No afternoon pre-K or evening activities there. And both Pikeland schools in Pittsfield and Western schools in Barrie dismissing at 1230. When we get more, we will update you here and, of course, on WTAD.com and especially on our Twitter feed. That will be the fastest way for you to get those uh, early dismissals. Two presidents of Quincy Public Schools parent-teacher organizations have come out in favor of a property tax referendum on next month's ballot. PTO presidents Chrissy Duran of Baldwin Elementary and Rhonda Lentz of Lincoln Douglas Elementary both appeared Tuesday on WTAD's Mary Griffith Show saying they're in favor of the proposal. Duran says she's in Baldwin every week and says the money's needed to attract top educators. I'm working hand-in-hand with educators, the principals, um, our board, Superintendent Roy Webb. Um, I see firsthand all of these people coming together right now and really making a difference. We've really proven so far with these buildings moving forward that we can get things accomplished and we are on the up and up for our kids. The future is looking bright and I believe in the teamwork that's happening. I believe in the process that we've got going and the need right now. Trust me, taxes are taxes. It's not a great subject. But I believe wholeheartedly that this is the piece of the puzzle that has to happen to Fill these great schools with the top-notch education and sustain what we have done and what we have built here and make it to continue strong. QPS is asking voters next month to approve a 53-cent hike in property taxes. District says the $5.3 million a year in revenue would cover state mandates of a $15 an hour minimum wage and a $40,000 starting salary for teachers. Recently approved contract extension with teachers is also tied to the referendum being approved. Hear the full interview with Chrissy Duran and Rhonda Lentz in the podcast section of WTAD.com. Hannibal police say they'll continue to review red light cameras footage and uh, issue tickets to those who break the law. KHQA TV's Chad Douglas has more. Despite bans and recent controversies over red light cameras in the U.S., the city of Hannibal says these automated ticketing devices are here to stay. A new report shows a major decrease in fatal crashes at Hannibal intersections. Police say this is thanks to the red light camera program put into effect in 2007. Some argue the cameras are unfair. Police say while it does make more work for the department, an officer does review every single violation to prioritize giving drivers the benefit of the doubt. Bond's been set at $3 million for a Pontusic man accused of beating his father to death with a hammer. That bond was set Tuesday afternoon for Andrew DeHaven at his initial hearing in Hancock County Circuit Court. He's been charged with three counts of first-degree murder and the death of his father, Michael DeHaven. Charging documents say the younger DeHaven hit his father in the head with a hammer numerous times. Is then alleged to have told a neighbor to call the Hancock County Sheriff's Office, saying he just killed his father. DeHaven also allegedly told authorities he committed the murder after his arrest. The incident happened Monday morning in a home in the 600 block of 4th Street in Pontusic. DeHaven's in the Hancock County Jail. He'll have a preliminary hearing March 5th. And a Quincy teen accused in the fatal late September shooting of a Quincy man has had his case delayed two weeks after a hearing Tuesday. Roger Parker Jr. was in Adams County Circuit Court for a status hearing. 
That was delayed to February 25th because the results of a mental fitness exam sought by the defense aren't ready. That may be revealed at that hearing. Parker Jr. has been charged as an adult with three counts of first-degree murder and the death of 18-year-old Daryl Kelly Jr. of Quincy. Police say they were called just before 5 on the afternoon of September 26 to the 600 block of Sycamore on a report of shots fired. When they arrived, officers found Kelly lying in the streets with multiple gunshot wounds. He died later that night at Blessing Hospital. Parker Jr. is in the Adams County Juvenile Detention Center on $5 million bond. That is a look at the latest in local news. Of course, we'll have more for you throughout the afternoon right here on WTAD.com and also on our social media pages, including both Twitter and Facebook. Uh, as of right now, I, the Missouri State Highway Patrol says that uh, snow has started in what they call the southern parts of Troop B. So that would be probably closer to I-70 uh, in, the, in that area as well. So we haven't seen anything. But um, I, I'm looking at the radar right now, and yes, along the I-70 corridor between Kansas City and St. Louis, there are deeper blue mm-hmm. patches uh, that are over that area right now. This system's huge, um, and the part that's over us and over... Uh, the northern and central parts of Missouri is all snow. South of that, uh, I would tell you, uh, south of Jeff City, uh, down by Rolla in the southern part of the Show Me State, that's all showers and thunderstorms right, uh, yeah. right now. And in Arkansas, they've got some pretty heavy uh, thunderstorms uh, going on there. But as it moves north, it's switching to ice. There is a layer of ice uh, between the two, as you would readily expect. But this is a pretty big system that stretches from us up into Iowa and all the way back to central Kansas that we're looking at right now. And I'm sure that's that's part of what people are looking at uh, when they're talking about making cancellations is that this is just getting started. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Superintendent Webb, when he announced the, can- the early dismissal, said uh, that there were going to be periods of heavy snow at times. So yeah. uh, we're expecting three to four inches. That's according to the Weather Service. So. That's just today, or is that Total. overall? Total. Okay. Right. Total. Before before the freeze box opens up. Ah, yes, because it is supposed to get frigid. And I don't use that word lightly, but our overnight low, I believe, Steve, you said below zero. Zero on Thursday night. And then, like, minus two on early Friday morning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, thank you, gentlemen. It's 1017. We'll take a time out. When we come back, uh, House Bill 4571. Are you ready for the good old days of people pumping your gas? We'll get into that next on the News Roundtable. WTAD. That guy's birthday. Hmm. Let's see. How old is my home and down? Hmm. That's a good question. Hmm. I know he's. I know he's from St. Louis. Michael McDonald's birthday today. They're going uh, to reunite this summer on tour, and they're coming to St. Louis. Doobies and Michael McDonald touring together. This is going to sound odd, but I was uh, bopping around yesterday uh, online, and I noticed that. This guy did a whole lot of songwriting with Kenny Loggins back in the early to mid-80s. And there were times where there there was an instance where uh, there was a Michael McDonald solo album and a Kenny Loggins solo album that had similar songs on it where they would both sing backing 
on each other's albums mm-hmm. and then sing the the the, the main parts, uh, the primary uh, vocals on their own album. I thought that was just the same song. They would just switch places. Wow. I I thought it. I thought that was fascinating. Same year that the albums came out. Songs written by both of them. It's like they shared them. <laughs> or, I don't know, maybe it was a duel. Maybe it was a Kenny Loggins, Michael McDonald duel. We're going to release these together. Let's see whose does better. Wow. Talk about, I hadn't talk about not all. caring That's about the story. cost of studio time. Yeah, no I, kidding. Really interesting. Um, and, I, and I don't know. Maybe they went in and recorded it all at once and, you know, just did the mix different. I, I don't know. I'd have to do some deeper digging on the show, but I did notice it yesterday. If you go back and look, I think it was like 1983, 1984, hmm. uh, that Michael McDonald and Kenny Loggins put solo albums out, and e- they, each album has like two or three songs that they wrote together, and it's the same song. Hmm. Just wow. vocals are, the lead vocals are done by themselves, for their, and they did backing vocals for each other. That's fascinating. Wow. Uh, so, okay, uh, up and down 70 for Michael McDonald, uh... Okay, yeah, I'll say right there, 70. Uh, I'll say 71, or as Michael would say, 71. <laughs> we all make fun of Michael McDonald. When well, you, I know that. I uh, did it. The, the fact that I heard that day. music, I was surprised that yeah. you would even go there. Ever since SCTV made fun of him in the early 80s, I've been doing the same yeah, thing, yeah. too. Uh, Michael McDonald, 68 today. Oh. Wow. <laughs> August 14th, Doobies and uh, Michael at the Hollywood Casino Amphitheater. Doobies and who? Michael McDonald. Okay, I was going to say, is is he doing a double set, or is, who's opening up? Michael McDonald. <laughs> he'll probably do his stuff, and then he'll go out with the go doobies. Go out with the then, doobies and do their yeah, stuff. All right. All right. Uh, Which means he'll just be sat at the piano the whole time. Yeah, that's fine. 1023, welcome back to the News Roundtable Talk Radio 930 WTAD. House Bill 4571. This was brought to my attention uh, yesterday after we were talking about uh, the potential for uh, new ways to pay for infrastructure, whether it be in-state or at the federal level, uh, specifically the vehicle mileage uh, taxes where we were touching on yesterday. But it was brought to my attention that there's legislation uh, in Springfield about putting gas station attendants at gas stations, convenience stores, to pump your gas. Now, this isn't a situation where it's like, well, we need this back for a convenience. No, no, no. The Gas Station Attendance Act uh, would make Illinois like New Jersey, where you're not allowed as an individual to pump your own gas. There are people who are paid to do that. And we're gentlemen old enough to remember that there was a time where that was a full service. Mm-hmm. Is what that was is what that was called, and and when you would roll in, you drive over the the wires, it would ding ding, and people would come out, pump your gas, check your oil, check your air. Uh, it was like your own personal pit crew would uh, arrive, and it's a it's a thing that uh, people uh, you know under under thirty under thirty five have no recollection of because that got phased out in i mean by the time it was the early eighties, there was just a handful of places left i don't know about here, but a handful of places left in the metro east area where you could go and get uh, full service and if you bought twenty dollars of gas, you got a spiffy gift, and that was the thing because back in the day you spent a lot. If you were spending 20 bucks on gas. Well, and that's a good point because the full service price was different 
than the self-service price. Uh, and that uh, means something because the gas station attendant act would ultimately drive prices up. Now, uh, this was, I'm looking for the uh, legislator's uh, name who introduced this bill because uh, they're the only ones. Camille Lilly uh, is the representative who has uh, sponsored this. Nobody else has signed on for this uh, particular piece of legislation. It's uh, sitting in, I think, one of the rules committees uh, right now. So it hasn't really been engaged in a in a large way, but it has gotten some attention. Uh, if it's pa- and it's already been altered, uh, as I understand it, the the language of it, uh, because there's been a backlash from the populace, the uh, language has already been altered to say, well, you, you won't be told you can't pump your own gas, but you'll be given a choice. As I understand it, and Mary reminded me of this at the end of her show yesterday, in between the shows, that because we were talking about it, that uh, you have the option to have somebody come and pump your gas now. That there is a there's a button uh, at the pumps where you can press if you're handicapped or there's something that somebody will come out and pump your. I've never used this. I wouldn't even know where to look for that particular button, but I'm told that that's supposed to be. yeah it's there yeah i mean if you if, depending on which pump you go to it's you might have to look sometimes like some stations some it's very prominent it's it's literally a big round red button yeah okay uh I, and i think about this because i think about you know mom quaid who's gonna be 85 next month and i don't think she's aware of the big red button to have people come out and pump your gas and Mom Quaid scoots around with a uh, uh, a walker, and it's not the easiest thing in the world for her to do. As a convenient, I get it, serving your customer. I I get having that situation uh, to be attended to. However, to jam somebody in there and say that you're not allowed uh, to pump your gas, as the the bill read in, initially, no gas may be pumped at a gas station in this state unless it's pumped by a gas station attendant employed at the gas station. Uh, it was introduced uh, last week, a week ago today, is when this uh, got introduced in the House. It's in the Rules uh, Committee. Apparently, because of the backlash, the language has already been changed to say, well, you could have a choice. Uh, if it was passed, and we're a long way from this legislation being passed, it would go into effect uh, in January of next year. But please know, if that were to be implemented, you would pay more. There would be additional costs that would be added. The price of your gas would necessarily have to go up. Why? To pay the people who would be there pumping your gas. And we've already seen increases at the pump uh, in this state. So uh, it's it's fascinating. Uh, Josh Sharp with the Illinois Petroleum Marketers Association uh, said, uh, quotes, and this is from uh, Greg Bishop's piece at the Center Square, which was prominent yesterday. He says, I would characterize this as typical Springfield solution to creating jobs, which is to mandate it. Uh, what we need is a more economically competitive environment in this state to create jobs. Uh, he's, he went on to say, it's policies like this that I think eliminate jobs and don't allow people to fully embrace economic opportunity. That's what the state actually needs. We don't need more mandates from Springfield. Uh, this would uh, ultimately would press the free market to counter, uh, essentially to develop 
automated gas pumps. And if you think that, oh, that would never happen, think of all the things that are automated now or self-relying now that weren't when you were younger. Uh, a free market will find a way to lower prices for their customers. That's how we ended up with self-serve in the first place, was to keep prices lower. If we can charge less for gas, people said, I will pump it myself if I can pay less for it. Uh, if I want the convenience of having a team come out and attend to my car, I will pay for that as well. Not a bad thing to have the choice. But to mandate that it'll be one way over the other instead of the business making the choice isn't uh, really, I think, uh, an avenue you want to go down. Certainly, and I know that New Jersey's the only one doing it, but why do we need to copy New Jersey when it comes to this? There are plenty of things working in other states around the country that would help Illinoisans. Oh, I don't know. Look at Arizona and how they've handled their pension problem. I'm just throwing it out there. The pump attendance. I don't know that that's going to go anywhere, at least anytime soon. That is the Wednesday edition of the News Roundtable. Be on the lookout for that snow. All right. We'll be back here tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. You should be here, too. The News Roundtable will reconvene tomorrow morning at 10.06 a.m. on AM 930 WTAD. Podcast available online at WTAD.com.